I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. As you heard in the intro, what you just ate? A piece of chewing gum. Why are you gonna pop gum in your mouth when you about to do a I don't podcast? want them to smell my breath. You don't want what? I don't want them to smell my breath. I think if I know that when I get silent that I'm secretly irritated by you. Oh, please. Publicly irritated Whatever. by you. You don't get uh, irritated with me anyway. Publicly, secretly, none of that. Thank you very much. Dr. Dukes. <laughs> yes. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you been doing? Doing good. How doing are good. you doing? Good. Good. Great. What's our small talk for today? Um, uh, I saw an interesting Twitter post by. Oh, I guess I should have looked to see what my man's name is. Oh, oh, pull it up. Let's see. We've been seeing a lot of that's, uh, that's a uh, part of what we're going to talk about today. Doctor, no, at Teach Mister Reed at teach mr reed said and you can go to our instagram page at the right effect of course after school pod, pod after school talk podcast don't roll your eyes you guys gonna get them words right <laughs> gotta move my tongue out the way um you can go to the right effect that's r-i-t-e effect on instagram and that is the instagram for after school pod after school talk podcast we are an entity of the right effect and you will see where Dwayne Reed at Teach Mr. Reed said, there is no tire like just came back from a field trip tire. And that's true for all parties. The students? The students I don't know about the that. Te- well, it depends on what grade level it is. Yeah. Because um, some, they can get back to the school and it's like, ooh, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's turn down. But the other like, no, we, we back at school. I'm about to tell everybody what we <coughs> did. But teaching, from, I mean, talking about it from a teacher's, aspect mm. that is very true have any have anybody i hope you all have um been on a field trip as an educator have you been on a field trip as an educator yeah like talking to the educator that's listening have you all been on a field trip with students like as a teacher a long field trip not just a and not a not just go around a local a uh, yeah a local trip but like out of town field trip you know, or commercial. even I don't. You remember the commercial where I don't remember what happened in the beginning, but let's say the man came in. I think it was maybe like show and tell day or something, or bring your parent to the school to talk about the job, and the parent said something, and this boy just jumped up like field trip. No, I did not remember that. Okay, well, I think you kind of dreamt it or made it up or something. I don't know no. what you're talking about. But I'm um, allowed to watch TV as a child. What? You weren't allowed to watch TV as a child. Not before, not before all homework was done. Well, no, that took you all night. No, please, I was smart. So you should have seen that commercial. We was only allowed to watch certain channels. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> going anyway, going on a field trip as an educator. We did a uh, this was what class of twenty twelve. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast yet, but class of twenty twelve. We went to we went on a uh, the senior trip mm-hmm. to Orlando, Florida. That was my first overnight. Trip. That well, that was my was that my first field trip? That might have been my first field trip. Class twenty twelve overnight 
uh, senior trip to Orlando, Florida. Went to Grad Bash. Um, first of all let's stop right there so when you talk about a whole different level of tired we got on a bus we're about four buses deep because it was different schools going yeah and we are driving from georgia to florida Mm -hmm. we get to florida we have a quick pizza party by the pool Mm -hmm. then the students are you know as the uh coordinators are getting the room keys and getting everybody designated we jump up and go from the uh, pool to going into the room, changing your to-, to your clothes to hitting grad bash. Yeah. And if you know about grad bash, you know, grad bash started at like 10 o'clock at night. And it's a literally all night thing. So it goes 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And you're just not leaving. And I, <laughs> it was funny because... Okay, I'm I'm a I'm I love roller coaster and all that kind of stuff, so I wanted to be there, do this, that, and third. But then we the later we got, I started realizing that they they had these chaperone stations, um, that that you literally saw teachers posted up in because <laughs> they were just out of it mm-hmm. at like twelve one o'clock in the morning, where you know they got these high school uh, high schoolers running around riding rides, but us grown people like, bro, I I need to chill, I need to lay down, and I remember. I don't do roller coasters. Right. So when we got to the first chaperone station, I was like, (laughs) when 3 a.m. hits and it's time to go, because we're not leaving until like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. It is Universal Studios and what's the Uh, Islands of Adventure. Islands of Adventure. We literally are in between the two theme parks going back and forth. Yeah. And the be- hence why I say Grey Bash is one of the best events because they know how to cater to the adults too. Yeah. So when you find out there's an all night, there's a buffet going on, on on this side for the chaperones, there are movies going on. Um, they had the midnight breakfast for us to go to. Yep. Uh, it, now it was it fun, was great, but, but one we thing, tired. one thing I can say about this trip is the the lady that organized it for us had our schedule jam packed. I mean jam packed from literally you- from the time we got there. Through the time it was time, time to go. To we go. were doing something. Yes. You only time you spent in your room was sleeping. That was it. But she made sure that okay, be honest. We all know how we were in school being mischievous. So you know, you thinking, Oh, when we get up there, we I'm may sneak to, to this room. This. I'm gonna go holler at her, I'm gonna do this and no. third, I'm gonna run to the store. Our students were literally looking at us like, When are we gonna go to bed? Mm-hmm. And we go back to the hotel and then she was a hey, seven AM, wake it back up. We're going to yep. get breakfast, get on the bus. And yep. it was just <laughs> You we were going non stop. So then, as you get older, when you're a kid riding on the bus, doesn't seem as um. That was my phone ring. Sorry, people. <laughs> when you're a kid riding on the bus, doesn't seem as draining. But when you get older, being on the bus and your joints start tightening up and your neck start hurting, mm-mm, we can we can survive through that. That was that was definitely like Mister Reed just said, a different level of tire. Absolutely, but I mean, it was it was all fun. It was great. But um, at the end of the day, boy, we were tired. But I wouldn't trade it. Oh no, I that definitely. That was my first and last senior event. I afterwards I vowed that I would not go on another one. And I did not. But shout out to the class of 2012 because they they were exceptional students, and I enjoyed it. I did enjoy being with them. Absolutely. So we're gonna get into these topics for today. Um, if you look at the right effect. Um, Instagram, you will see the topics that we're about to talk about. Um, so you can go and look at some of the comments people put. We're going to reiterate that through the show, but we want to hit on a couple of these topics because they they relate to 
what's been going on in education. And of course, with us, we don't necessarily talk about education from the bright and cheery side all the time. Um, Because sometimes you just need to be real. We need to talk about things the way we see them. And with the hopes of uh, changing education and also changing policies. And and my thing is just getting people to think think deeper deeper about, you know, how things are going. The good thing about uh, Dr. Dukes and I is we're no longer in the, I guess, classroom and the public school system, but we are, we are, we, we remain very close to it. Um, we're, we still work in the education field and stuff like that, but we kind of feel like a breath of fresh air or we feel a little more free when we talk about different things. Um, and we, we know a lot of it is what you thinking. Uh, you, you just don't necessarily have the platform to say it or you don't want to you lose your job by saying it or something like that. But we really just want to get you to, to think about, you know, your role as the educator and just being the best educator you can be. And sometimes you just might or have just to venting. say something. Like, yeah, yeah, just vent. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Who came up with this? Yep. And that's actually can, that takes us to the very first thing. one we're going to uh, talk about. So um, if you don't know, if you've never seen my face, and hopefully you have, because you may follow me on Twitter at Dr. Sharon Dukes, or you know me personally, Um, I have locks. I've been growing my locks since the summer of 2015, and it was a challenge as far as, um, what's the word? I had some hesitation as far as what people would think, but never did I think this would be a situation. Um, there's a student named DeAndre Arnold, and he has been getting a lot of attention because at his school, the the code, I guess you could say, code of conduct, dress code, is that male students cannot have hair um, that goes past their earlobes and he was denied the privilege of walking in graduation because he has locks that come down past his earlobe and if he wanted to walk in graduation he would have to cut his locks now that story has gotten um has gotten national attention to where he has been on the ellen show and he most recently was invited to the Oscars. And I'm not sure which celebrity invited him to the Oscars. I don't know. I don't remember. But I'm a I'ma make a point as to who he was actually there with and who he was taking who took who he took pictures with because that ties into this as well. So um I'm gonna play devil's advocate. When I first read the story, because we work in K through twelve, we work in K through twelve, I said, mm, let me make sure we look at all the facts because is there something about this school in particular as why male students are not allowed to wear their hair like this. Right. And my immediately immediate thought was a military school. Military school. Is it a military it school? It is a military school because we know with the students um, at the schools, when it came time for inspection for ROTC, there is a particular look look that they had that they had to have and that's based on what the military says it's not the school system saying that the military says this so when our students come and we're trying to prepare them for the military this is our expectation right and it and what i've read i didn't see anything about military so nip that that thought in bud scratch that out Mm -hmm. now i'm going so even if this was a rule it first made me flash to the very first episode of After School Talk, Appropriate Hairstyles. And who gets to determine what an appropriate, an appropriate hairstyle, hairstyle is? is? Yeah. So, 
why do why is it that that is is deemed inappropriate? And who Absolutely. got to who got to make the policy? Who got to make that decision? Absolutely. And and my thing is like you, when when coming up with a rule like this or a policy like this or you know whatever, what's the thought process behind it? Like what's the purpose behind it? What what's your fear? Um what do you think you're portraying by allowing a student to have hair that go be, be, below the earlobe. Like, what? just what's the thought behind it? Because I, I was going to call a spade a spade that you, that, that seems a little, okay, we know it's outdated. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's outdated. Outdated. So we could say during our parents' era or something like that, that it would have been a, um, you know, maybe that's not professional to wear, but we're like, He's seventeen, right? <laughs> or he's eighteen, whatever age he is, right? Okay, and even in the workplace, why is that? Why would you even say that that's inappropriate? Right? We're, we should be past that. But we are seeing people have conversations where the idea of locks or men wearing longer hair or having twists or whatever it is is looked at as inappropriate. And I, I just wonder why why that exists. I mean, well, I, we know historically. You, we we know historically why you're saying it. Let's be real. Why? Let's what? Let's be real. Let's be real. Let, let's um. Let's go all the way back to the Afro. That was a sign of rebellion and of and of a an appreciation for my natural hair and the way it grows. And the other side of the of of <laughs> of people looked at it as that you should have assimilated to having straight hair. Mm-hmm. We should have hair that is not kinky or coily and. We are we are in the age now. We're becoming very proud of our natural hair. Mm-hmm. We just had they just had the girl go viral on Twitter where her her white coworkers were touching her head, and people were getting mad at her for letting them, Let touch. them touch her hair. Yeah, but look at this little boy. Mm-hmm. If I want to, if I want to walk in graduation. I got to cut it. So if I want to keep this job, I got to let him touch and be like, oh, okay, and not offend you. But you technically are offending me. Absolutely. Because because my hair makes you uncomfortable. Now I can't do something. So I've met all the requirements for graduation, but my hair mm-hmm. is what determines whether or not I can walk. Well. That it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So on top of that, what is the, what had me interested in the story even further? Because I'm a, I'm a, a, a black woman with locks. I work in education, but the person he was, uh, the picture that was going viral of him at the Oscars was with a man named Matthew Cherry. Okay. And Matthew Cherry is the author of the book Hair Love. Okay. Hair Love was turned into an animated um, film, and he won an Oscar for that. Ah. So when we look ah. at that, the black boy who is almost uh put in a position to be ashamed of his hair yes he gets to be at at the oscars with the man who literally says your black hair is love you should appreciate all the styles and the way that your black hair can be formed absolutely instead of feeling like i'm inadequate because my hair doesn't look like what you say it should look like right 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 and 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 some people might might be thinking, well, why is he rewarded for being rebellious and all that kind of stuff? I don't even think it was about being rewarded um, and going to the Oscars or, or getting the invitation to come to the Oscars. But I think it, he was definitely used as a representation um, for, uh, by the guy that you know wrote the book and and had the uh, the animation created. It was it was almost perfect timing. Um, and you know things happen for whatever reason, and this might have been you know his. 
his his reason or or the the timing that he needed to go along with his animation. Like we have this this young man. It was I don't know I don't I don't know if it was time as much as perfect example of why. I wrote uh, there this you book. go. There you go. Uh, this that, is a perfect example. Yeah, perfect of why example. I wrote this perfect book. Example. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely a perfect example. Because mm. he's even been on the Ellen Show, and and I saw some people saying on Twitter. Was this really going to change the policy? It it definitely makes people talk, and that's what we talking about on this on this podcast. Just want to get you to talk. Just want to get you to think. That like that at, at least that not least just that. brush it on the rug, keep it moving, and we are gonna continue with the same old policies or mm-hmm. you know whatever new policies we want to create. That's exactly what we're talking about. At least get you talking and get you to thinking. Period. Period. Right. Period. Well, if you if you guys um of course look him up DeAndre Arnold you can find out more information about him and definitely look into Matthew Cherry's book Hair Love um I had my mom look at the book and she ended up getting it for Shailen we even did her book project on it it's a great and the animation is even great so look into Matthew Cherry's Hair Love that just received an Oscar he even put on Twitter um where it might have been a year ago or even over a year ago. Where he made a tweet that said, "Hey, I'm looking for an animator. I have an Oscar-worthy project." Hmm. Mm. And then, boom, boom, he won. He won an Oscar. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> okay, so if you're moving down the Right Effects Instagram timeline, you are going to see another post that um we were talking about, and I posted it just to kind of. Hey, this is this is an excellent point, and people, the educators were commenting and liking it and i realized it really resonated with black educators so jonathan pulliam the second um put on twitter being a black teacher and teaching black kids in 2020 is being aware of how systems purposely don't have their best interests at heart but then also being expected to uphold them in order to stay employed it's tough hmm Yes. Now dissect that for us, Doctor Dukes. Okay, so when I read it, the first thing I thought about was a uh, great recovery. And, and what's great recovery? Great recovery. Remind the listeners what great recovery is. Okay, because we had a whole episode about it. Right. Um, well, great recovery is where a student um, may not perform well during a grading period. So the student is able to complete a additional assignments or a packet. You'll hear people refer to it as, and once they complete it, then the teacher will grade that packet and then apply additional points or whatever. So the student grades can be, um, what's the word? Pushed up. Another yeah. way to say it, pushed up. Um, it. I have heard some uh people who use it in a very strict way to really um, first promote the students to give their best effort initially. Mm-hmm. But what we saw was that students began to use it as a crutch. Absolutely. As a, I don't care what I do in your class, I'm going to get great recovery anyway, fill out this pack, and be done. And it also, I want to say um, Fulton County or DeKalb County have obviously recognized something before our county has, <laughs> um, that they recognize these students are just using this. This is not really benefiting or helping them, and so they've they snatched it away until they could figure out how we're going to implement this with right, a better way to implement. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So when we look at that, I think that I think black educators 
feel compelled to do more than prepare their students academically. We have to prepare you for the world. Mm -hmm. And we know that the way the world looks as a black student, (laughs) Black History Month 2020, even today, that is very different from your other students. Mm -hmm. So when you see a student who is giving you subpar performance, right? And you are trying to do everything you can to motivate them and to explain to them, I need you to... uh, let me know what I can help you with. I need you to be able to get this assignment. I believe in you. I know you can do better. You want to push all this, all of your black boy joy into another black boy so that he can, he can grow and be a better person. But you recognize that the system that they have told me I have to abide by may not allow you to grow. It's really just going to make you stagnant. That's what frustrates you as a teacher. And that's what I got from the other teachers that were commenting. And that's something I can definitely uh, understand and agree to because even with, you know, and you, you basically explain or describe me. That's how I was with, with teaching. Um, in particularly, I, the, the, the black students just in knowing you don't, you don't get it right now. You don't, you don't see it right now. Mm-hmm. You don't understand it right now, but Lord knows I wish you could. Mm-hmm. I wish you would. I wish you wanted to, mm-hmm. because what's going to happen. And now I'm seeing it. What's going to happen is four or five years down the line, you thought, Oh, I'd be good with this amount of education or just the fact that I graduated from high school and the fact that I got a job paying nine, ten, eleven dollars an hour. I'm gonna be straight. I'm gonna be good. But then five, six years down the line, you know, you you in a hole with, with your finances, you got one or two kids, you know, you living with somebody over here, somebody over there, and now you're trying to go back to school. Now you're trying to get the education. Now you're trying to do X, Y, and Z. But I tried to help you even back then because I know what the system is. Mm-hmm. I know what the system is not. Mm-hmm. I know what the system going to do for you. I know how the system going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But I, I really wish our students would, would just grasp onto that early on. Because it's not. I think the, the thing is that <laughs> we know the stove is hot, right? Yeah. So what we are trying to do is make sure you don't touch the stove. Mm-hmm. Now, you can you can touch it and find out it's hot. And then now we have to go through and it may the it may be a simple burn we can just put some ointment on it or it may be a burn we got to go to the hospital but what we didn't want to have to do is that we didn't have to have that happen. right so we're not saying that you can't hey went down the wrong track i'm gonna get it back together but we we know what it looks like so it's like i just don't want you to have right to i want to i want to eliminate as much as i can for you i want to eliminate it all Mm-hmm. Or as like I just said, as much as I can, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to go through all these hoops, hurdles, and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. in order to get where you want to be in life. Right. Point blank. And so we can sometimes see systems yeah. that are created within the school system that is not in the best interest of black students. And then, and 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 of course, I I strongly feel that, and I think we kind of hinted at this already, is that these systems um that personally don't have you know our kids best interest at heart it it definitely goes beyond education in the classroom um just going out into the world and and you know with with getting jobs or going on interviews or uh, being offered or being being given a, a loan um just it's just so many things that you know unfortunately us as black people will have it a little bit harder in doing and it's it's, it's funny cuz it, it goes back to uh Something that I've heard, I, I heard somebody say, why are we still doing first black this, first black that, first black this, first black that? And I kind of thought about it. Well, it, it's not our fault that we still <laughs> doing first black, first black this, first black that. It's the system's fault mm-hmm. because you still haven't allowed a black to do it. Mm-hmm. 
You have not. So when it does happen, it's still big news. Yes, even in 2020. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why you why are we still doing the, the first black? Because you, you still not allowing us to participate in certain things. Right. You still not allowing us to have equal opportunities along with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Everybody everybody's not equal. Right. Everybody's not equal. I saw a um But you know are you ever seen where they say the the post of three people looking over the fence and so all three people have a box yeah. the same size. Yeah. But if you're taller and then you're shorter and then whatever is even though you gave us the equal thing, it didn't match for where where you where I, what I need yeah. <laughs> based upon uh, whatever the circumstances are, right. so that's that's right, that's right. the chance. So even if, like you said, I mean, it, it equal, it needs to. It, the access wasn't equal from the beginning. Yep, was not equal from the beginning. And then I think too, some of the systems, depending if you really dig into this and talk to teachers about it, some systems could just be not just be, but you can be. It can be everything from okay, grade recovery is a good idea, but now you're creating a hindrance for the student, and that's not helping. Then we got to figure out how to help them, right? Right. Um, it could be curriculum. The the books you're having and reading in English language arts is not relevant to their culture, so it's making it more challenging for the teacher to connect with them and engage right. with them, right? Right. Um, it could be the uh, conduct system. If we if every time a girl smacks her teeth, she get ten days pending tribunal. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's not benefiting them. But you don't understand the culture or what the your needs of the student are. So this is where we, this is where it ends up. So I I was thinking about the fact that these teachers could all be coming from different types of schools mm -hmm. but recognize somewhere within the loop here it goes that's that's what's gonna mess us up and that's or that's what's messing my students up and i don't i don't like that but like he said in order to stay employed you might want to hush your mouth and then the other thing too um uh parents it, this is gonna forever be an issue but parents got to get involved too um because teachers can't always be the sole voice to say what should and shouldn't happen. Um, parents should definitely get involved and vocalize their opinion on what they feel is, is best for their child. Because at the end of the day, it is your child um, that has to go through whatever system that's in place, whether good, bad, or indifferent. I don't know. Sometimes I feel about, and this is why we talk about this, sometimes we can disagree. Sometimes that is a good and bad thing because I don't, just for me, every time I heard a parent complain, it's always be the loud wrong one. Okay. Just, oh well. All right. Damn, so, what are you talking so, about? All right. So so, it, so let let me go back. <laughs> let me let me clarify. Make sure you when you get involved, you get involved and you're basing your uh, opinion and thought process off of facts, mm -hmm. um, and not just your emotions and your feelings and stuff like that. Go off of facts. So you gotta do a little bit of homework. You gotta do a little research. Um, don't just, when, when Shanique will come home with, you know, whatever graded papers or whatever, and you just going off of, oh, I know this teacher don't care for my child and the principal don't like my child. And I know that they doing this. That ain't, that ain't what we're talking about. What mm -hmm. facts do you have to say that mm -hmm. they don't like your child? Mm -hmm. There are, you have no facts, but mm -hmm. what we can say is how much time does Shanique will spend on doing homework? How much time does she spend, you know, studying? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, don't, don't go in there trying to fight a system that you don't even know anything about right but i think that but i think that's the thing it's just like when they say the whole parental involvement or what i'm just fun i'm funky about that i i'm gonna be honest with you because um, the involve you gotta be very clear on what involvement looks like and what is practical for a household and i told you this before you know i feel like 
they really want you to when the student come home you read the words with them and you do such and such and i get that and and luckily we have a system where that can work for us to do it or for the grandparents to do it but there are some kids when they get home mama is still at work it's it's the oldest brother that's still taking care of them and by the time she get in i don't i don't want to go up to the school and do this so so, that's gonna be another podcast another another day i don't even want to dig into it but i think it would be we gotta we should talk about one day like what does that look like from all angles so a parent doesn't feel intimidated by it um parent don't feel like you wasting my time with this why you won't figure out what's going on with the child like i'm I'm at work let me you figure this out but that you can create uh uh goodness a team a team effort like this is a team effort mom like this is how we we're going to do this together don't i don't you feel like i'm calling you because my expectation is just hey go take her home yell at her and when she come back everything's gonna be good but how do we create a team effort with a parent absolutely yeah absolutely but and but my thought is coming from um, when the when the teachers are doing their job exactly what they're supposed to be doing, um, with seeking a change in the quote unquote, and we keep saying the system, but seeking a change in the system, like they are the teacher that you you want your child to, to be uh, to be in their class. Um, that's that's the perspective I'm I'm taking on, not just you know just some random school and you got a, a a random irate parent that's always working and got you know this many uh this many kids and you know at the end of the day I'm, I'm tired i don't want to go home and stuff like that I, i'm not i'm not talking about you know those individual cases i'm just thinking in the in the world of the educators are doing what they're supposed to do and and doing the extra part about making sure that they provide the best environment for every single student um i'm, I'm speaking from that perspective uh and then you know the teachers being involved with just knowing how things are run how things are handled at the school not saying that they helping with the, they child with every single homework assignment all this kind of stuff not necessarily like that but just making sure that they understand the policies um in in the school and and the rules and consequences and all this kind of stuff um around the school in and around the school that's that's all i'm saying just make sure you and then just you know see, what you're getting into yeah and i guess like with this student with the locks um once his parents saw a policy that was not favorable you know it's time to challenge the system and there you then, go they exactly exactly in that situation i'm like yes but i think we've seen a lot of situations where it's like ma'am he's not been to school right and i know ma'am i did not know he cut because he didn't he hasn't been in my class and i called you right. and you you swore it down he was it's just all these complicated things and it's right like, oh, right and and those 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 not necessarily the case i'm i'm, I'm thinking about what i'm talking about at all um, I'm gonna say this. We were gonna talk about something else, but we may not have time. But I just want to say this. We may not have time. Yeah, we've been talking. How long we been talking? Do I have to tell you? What Man, we've we been talking. What are you talking? Um, <laughs> I met a student who has um opened my eyes to something that I think even happens, especially happens in K through twelve. Especially happens in K through twelve. She is, um, she was a student who's from Ghana and, you know, she's at, you know, attending a, uh, you know, mid-size, I guess you could say, uh, university, but she said that one thing she wanted to promote on campus was inclusivity. Inclusivity. You're so country. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, inclusivity, but in particular, cultural integration. It's a bunch of big words. I don't know. Bring them down for me, please. <laughs> so we do this 
in schools where you want to promote inclusion and diversity, right? Mm -hmm. So in this special month, like right now, Black History Month, you may um, ask teachers to decorate their doors and you may ask them to teach lessons about, you know, notable um, people in Black uh, uh, African-American culture or whatever. Um, You may even have a Black History program, right? Let's say you do all that. Her thing is you bring awareness about my culture, but you don't integrate my culture into the school. You bring awareness about my culture, but you don't integrate it. Yes. So let's picture everything, everything from February 1st to the end of the month being black history, black history. And as soon as that last day hit back to normal, we don't, we don't talk about, we don't talk about it anymore, but it's not ingrained within the school culture. Mm -hmm. So, she gave a great example and i'm a, I'm gonna apply it to um k k through 12 right mm-hmm. we have a pep rally and let's say our school is very diverse but the only music you played was hip-hop or the only music you played was country mm-hmm. or the only music you played was disco or something like that mm-hmm. why didn't you play a variety of different songs which which shows a more cultural integration mm-hmm. okay if you said um we're going to have a movie night. Why not show movies from different type of cultures in film? Mm-hmm. If we're going to read books, different kind of culture. So you, you may say, hey, even if your school is 2% Samoan, what is Samoan culture? What are some things in Samoan culture that we could integrate within the school? So they when they walk in, they hear their music or their language or their um, customs are, are part of the school. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like, yes, for a week or for a day or at a seminar or a lecture you allow me to talk about my my um home and where i'm from but you don't really make it a part of the school Hmm. how do you how how do well i'm about to say how do you make that happen or allow that to happen in the school um but first thing is definitely educating making sure people understand um and then just trying out something i guess yeah, so like, like, okay, so we do some stuff in our student center where there's just a playlist of music playing. Right. So it, let's say it's a, like an organization fair, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say we got different organizations out there, and, you know, the playlist is just playing, but why didn't it switch to a rock song? Why right. didn't it switch to a country song? Then switch to it, like... A K-pop song. Yeah, um, all of that. Like, why, you know, because if we, if we have all of these cultures in this one room... Like all it, it, the representation had to also be there, right? So it's like, hey, we're here, but I want you to go back, tuck off into your cubby hole after you should say who you are. It's not really integrated. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 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 Hmm. And I think that's a, I think that's something that you have to really sit and think about carefully. Yeah. Because what we don't want to do, we don't want to do cultural appropriation, like. Okay, so we're going to wear... I remember somebody made a comment of... Somebody told the um, one of the Indian students that they liked her costume, and she was like, wait a minute. This is not a costume. This is, not a costume. This is my culture's... Yeah, uh, uh, dress up. Clothing, yeah. yeah, right. So not, you, you have to be careful of um, not making fun of it or being like, yeah, we did it. But really, like, well, what would that... Like you said, what would that look like? What would be something that would make a student feel comfortable and know that they thought of me when uh planning this event or program or it, it can be it can be as simple as even like hanging flags up in the school if you're a school that has a lot of international students like do you have a, 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 flag? a central location yeah. where you got 
I see different... it in the, in the hallway, yeah. or did you? Um, okay, I say this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We used to have when we were in K through twelve, there were ESOL students. Yes. What, what what does ESOL stand for? English speaking something learners. The point was majority were um, spoke Spanish. Right. Right. You you were an ESOL teacher. I mean, as in like you had you you I had, had a student had them, in my class in your class, right? right? That didn't speak a lick of English. Who came in and taught you uh, some Spanish so that when she came in, she would feel comfortable? Who who taught me some Spanish? <laughs> yeah, answer the question. Nobody. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm about to say it. Because uh, the expectation was, hey, girl, you you need to come in and adapt to this. Yeah. But why can't we bring all her teachers together and say, hey, and bring in a Spanish teacher? Um, I'm going to teach you guys just a ba- some basic things that you can learn to kind of Make her feel comfortable. Um, and uh, if she says <coughs> if she says baño, she she may need to go to the restroom mm-hmm. and that all these things where it's not she's gonna show up mm-hmm. and she's gonna look at you because then you know they all do the same thing they smile they smile they just smile at you because they don't know, know what to don't say know right what's going on but that that would be that would be that integration of hey we have a student coming let's take a moment you know get together make her feel comfortable by x y and z and then go from there. Side note about my. Uh, one of my Esau students, I had a couple that could speak a little bit of English, but I had one girl in particular that could not say anything in English. She may have she she may have known how to say hi and yes. I think those might have been the only two mm-hmm. words. But we we had a great time with each other because you know how we communicated. How Google the uh translation. the translate Google translation oh. like I that was. That was I, that was when I added that app to my phone, Google Translation, but and they, we we literally is, talked yes. to each other. She had her phone, I had mine. I typed it in English and spit it out in Spanish, and I even made her laugh a few times. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was so silly. I thought I was the man. Right. Now explaining the math part to her. Boy, look at here. Three slash. Um, doesn't come out I'm trying to tell you. Three. I'm trying to tell you. But but we made it work. Now, un- unfortunately, she was only with she was only in our school for what like three or four weeks, maybe a month, month and a half, something like that. But um, but we 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 did make it work for that month and a half. We definitely made it work. We'll make sure we we um have an episode about some of the things with culture integration and trying to make students feel welcome when they're from different cultures. Yep. We'll do that. Well, you guys, we are done for today, though. Man, that was fast. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a hot topic, so you kind of easy to jump in there, jump out of. Um, we definitely want to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe um, to the podcast. On iTunes, Podbean, or um, Spotify. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Please. Please spread the word. That is the best way to get information out there. And you guys continue to bless us by, by um, sharing it with others. Um, texting us when you listen to it or hitting us up on um, Twitter when you listen to it, sending us DMs is great. Like I, we definitely can't thank you guys enough, and we hope that we continue to bring content to you that is relevant, uh, and and even just make you laugh. Like sometimes it's just we just want you to either uh, leave feeling better. Right. That's the whole point of this. It, we work in an environment. Um, that was stressful, and we understood the importance of camaraderie with your coworkers in that after school talk. That time to just sit back and be, whew, it was a struggle, but we're gonna laugh about it, pray through it, and make and it to another day. Hey, there you go. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>